0: Hi, and welcome to "What Is Wrong with Hiring," the podcast where we talk about why hiring people and getting hired are both absolute nightmares. I'm your host, Laura Klein, and please be advised that this podcast may contain drinking, swearing, and screaming into the abyss—pretty much like most podcasts. My guest today is Danny Norden. Uh, Danny is a product design architect for Athena Clinicals and Athena at Athena Health. At Athena Health. Um, and just so you know, uh, Athena is hiring for a whole bunch of stuff, including um, UX, engineering, product—pretty much the whole thing. So, uh, whole, gamut. whole gamut. Whole gamut. So, if you if you if you're looking for a job at uh, Athena Health, it's a place to look. Um, today, we are going to be talking to Danny about her experience in figuring out that management was not the right track for a. Uh, you know, a, a senior designer who'd been doing this for a while. So Danny, welcome. Thank you so much for uh, agreeing to come and talk with me.
1: No problem. I am medicated, I am caffeinated, and I am ready to go.
0: I mean, that sounds fantastic. That's, that's the, <laughs> the best way to start any day, in my opinion. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So we talked a little bit about this um, before, the, before we hit record. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I think this is fascinating because um, I think that a lot of people kind of struggle with this. Talk to me about what it means to you know be going along in your design career. You've been doing it for a while. Tell us a little bit about that. And, and suddenly figuring out that the thing that you thought
1: you were supposed to want maybe isn't what you really want. Oh, my gosh. Um, so I will say there's a lot of crying involved and a lot of swearing involved.
0: Understood. Um,
1: so the... Uh, trying to figure out how to start this. So the short version is, um, I have had a, this will likely not be short, but I wanted to say it was just so I could pretend to myself that this will be a short conversation. Um, the, so generally speaking, um, I spent a lot of my 20s sort of struggling professionally and not really understanding why, except for the fact that it was really difficult for me to work desk jobs and to work for people. Jobs where I was up and I was moving around and kind of doing my own thing, I seemed to thrive at, but they were all, but those were all like really low paid. So if I wanted to really get paid for something, I just a at the desk. And so I sort of, you know, struggled for a really long time and eventually went to grad school, got a master's, things were great, started, you know, becoming more bougie and like all these good things. At a certain point when I've been in design for like, I don't know, 15, 20 years, the next step is director. Like that's sort of where you go. And I was invited to build a team and build a practice at this company. Um, And I was really excited about the opportunity. I think I did some really great work there. At least my former boss says that I did. Um, But what I started realizing was that the stuff that I really loved was making sense of chaos. And so this particular environment happened to be extremely toxic. And so I fell really naturally into the shit umbrella role and became a fighter. And so what I started realizing was that like, Now that I'm 45 and I have officially been diagnosed with ADHD, surprise, surprise. Now I recognize that my brain was looking for the drama. And so Mm. if there was a fight for me to go to, I could totally go for that fight. But that ultimately was not helping me. It was not helping the team. And I was actually getting physically ill from all of this stress. Um, The other piece was when I was pushed to like move people towards deadlines and like help people get, you know, get to the the finish. Well, it's not something ADHD brains are really geared towards, um, at all. And so like I was trying spreadsheets and Confluence pages and like all of these different things to try to organize this stuff. And it was all still just like not something I could keep track of. And so basically I was, Just going further down this burnout rabbit hole for a variety of reasons, not the least of which was this toxic environment. So switch to 2018. Now I'm in Athena Health. And the first role I get there is a principal designer, which is still a leadership role, but not managing people. Mm amazing love it i did some great work i did strategy i connected dots that hadn't been connected before i made changes i built roadmaps i did all the good stuff and then there was a reorg and i was told if i wanted to stay in leadership i could either be a scrum designer and work with a scrum team or i could manage people (laughs) i was like well i shall manage people then And so I spent another year and a half as a manager. And um, I have no regrets. Well, no, that, that's a lie. <laughs> I have many regrets from that time. I have
0: some regrets, um, as I like I've, to say. There,
1: yeah, some things were said. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I sort of felt like, well, I've had such an amazing experience at Athena Health. It'll be different this time,
0: mm.
1: right? And my team was incredible. I was really good at getting them through sort of the crisis that was this sort of reorg because ADHD is great in a crisis. Once it got to the point where we're like, okay, now we have to like build roadmaps and prepare and plan earlier in the cycle and like have deadlines, I'm like, oh no. (laughs) And I just kept getting into these like really bad conflicts with my partners because I was being asked to focus all of my attention on operation stuff and that is not like, it wasn't my strength for one thing. Um, it's not what I'm really good at, but it also was like, it was making me physically and emotionally exhausted, um, to the point where at one point, like, because this was also during the pandemic, like I was just really physically unhealthy. Um, And around that time, my boss was starting to look for a product design architect. And he and I have known each other since I started at Athena. Um, And he had kept telling me because he knew how unhappy I was. He's like, you know, you should really think about this role. And I was like, no, no, you know, I've got to be there for my team. They need me like all this other stuff. And then like this one turning point happened. I'm like, you know what? all right, we need to talk about this. And so I started as uh, in the product design architect position mm-hmm. um, April-ish of last year. Mm-hmm. And I have completely thrived in the role. Um, and, and just to, just to kind of clarify, because it sounds like what happened was originally,
0: a few years ago, you started in... A similar position, the principal role, mm-hmm. which is often a very similar sort of strategy architect, but still IC role. We'll talk a little bit about kind of what those different tracks look like. It sounds like they got rid of those and then put they them back yeah, in, and then put them back in. Yes, yeah. Talk a yeah. little. I'd love to hear a little bit about that when you're because i I I do want to hear about that as well.
1: Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the structure of Athena Health. Mm-hmm. So, oh, sorry, I had to adjust something. So hopefully, it didn't crackle too much. Um, I, I try not to fidget too much, but. <laughs> Um, so the way that Athena health is structured, we're structured in products. So there's clinicals, which is the electronic health record that I work Mm -hmm. in. There's collector, which is our revenue cycle. And then there's a whole patient experience team that handles scheduling the patient portal, all of these other things. And then there are zones within each of those products. So I was originally leading a zone called claim readiness, which is Mm -hmm. all of the workflows that are involved in getting a claim out to the payer. Mm. And then over the reorg, I was moved into clinicals because that's where my boss was coming from collector into clinicals. And then I was moved into clinicals and I was leading a zone called orders and results, Mm -hmm. which is orders, results, the clinical inbox, you know, nothing complicated at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, medical ordering super easy, um, and so as part of that, like it used to be that you could before the pre before the reorg, you could be a zone lead and not be a, a manager. Right? They realized that in the zone lead role, it didn't make sense to have other people managing designers that are working in your zone. And so they wanted to build in that layer. So if you are responsible for UX in that zone, you're also managing the designers who are doing the work. Because zone leads don't tend to do detailed design. Right. It's much more a leadership and a strategy role. So just, you know, so being completely transparent, the zone lead is a fantastic role. And there are a lot of designers in that role right now at Athena who are absolutely capable of managing strategy and execution and operations. (laughs) And they're brilliant at it. Mm -hmm. I am not that person. And it took me a long time of struggling to be that person to realize that that was the case. Um, The thing that is really nice about the role I'm in right now um, is that the product design architect is really, I see things across all of the zones now. Mm -hmm. And so rather than narrowing in on a specific product area, my job is to look across the entire product and sometimes the other ends of the experience, like revenue cycle and, um, and patient experience, and start to put those dots together.
0: Right the the, no, the noticing role, the noticing thing exactly.
1: <laughs> like, hey, did you notice that there's an overlap between this and this? Have you all talked to each other, right? Yeah. And so that's my superpower. Yeah. Um, I think in big amorphous problem spaces, and I'm really good after you know decades of practice at being able to take these incredibly big spaces and make connections that aren't obvious when you're focused on the work that your zone is immediately responsible for. Yeah, And so to me, and so for me, that was the piece that I was missing was yeah. the ability to do that. And the ability to work directly with product strategy to say, Hey, these are the problems that were, you know, these are the things that we're prioritizing in, that we're prioritizing as a, as a business, what does that mean for clinicals? What does that mean for what, where we're going to invest the next two to five years?
0: Right. How do we we trickle that down? How do we push that down so that people are actually working on things that contribute to our long-term goals?
1: Exactly. And so, and so my boss is also like the head of UX for clinicals and he, um, also handles a lot of like strategy work and sort of getting involved in this sort of high level direction setting, but he also is the one who manages the managers, right? right? So I don't really have to deal with that. You're, you're yeah. not you're not, not doing like,
0: individual reviews and like career I'm paths reviews, and all of that. Yeah, no, I'm not doing any okay. of that
1: stuff. And and yeah, and it's just like it, it's to me, it feels like I get to use my superpower every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't mean I don't still occasionally make a career-limiting statement or two in a meeting. Whom's, whom's um, among
0: us. Come on.
1: Whomst among us. Exactly. Um, I don't tell mom jokes over teams like in the middle of a presentation. No, nobody does that. Um, <laughs> but it, it's a much better fit for my particular brain.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How? Um, how what was that like for you? figuring that out. Because I think that a lot of people actually struggle with that a lot when they're kind of told, well, the next step in your career journey is X. And I mean, you it sounds like you actually had managed to get up to principle, which, you know, a lot of times in both sort of software, well, actually software product is a little different, but software and UX often do in larger companies have those two tracks. Like you can get all the way up the ladder as an IC or pretty high up the ladder. sounds like you've done that and suddenly you're told, hey, You're doing this other thing. What did that feel like for you?
1: Um, At that point, I'd been probably a year out of the toxic situation I'd been in.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And I was okay with it. Um, Because I think I I had chalked up a lot of the challenges that I had in that previous role more to the culture of the company and the ways in which... UX was kind of set up to fail. Yeah. Um, so I hadn't really, I had done certainly some internal work, but I hadn't really connected the dots. Um, and to their credit, like, and to to their credit, like, I do have friends who like pointed out to me, like, I think one of my friends at at that place said to me as I was leaving, you know, Danny, <laughs> you realize this this stuff makes you miserable, right? Like, you realize managing people makes you miserable. And what you really love is getting in front of people and telling a story to them. How do you do more of that? And I was like, "Why is
0: it so easy for other people to point that out, and so impossible for us to do it for ourselves?" It's true. Yeah.
1: What what is that exactly? That's a different podcast. And so it is. Um, But yeah. So I mean, I think I didn't really connect the dots. Oddly (laughs) enough, um, that it could be a problem with management Mm. as a career path for me right yeah i i don't feel like i was a bad manager um as a matter of fact like my employees generally loved me but it started to feel like there was this constant swirl of drama that was surrounding the manager role for me and my brain just zip 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 oh look drama. There's dopamine right there. Mm -hmm. Go find it. Right. And so it just, it just started to become too much. And I wasn't really doing the thing that I love doing, um, which is drinking coffee and learning about people.
0: (laughs) I mean, I did, I also did not know that that was a job, but so how do you, do you have advice for folks who are coming up, who maybe don't have, you know, your level of experience, who, who might be experiencing the same kind of thing? What do you, what do they do? What's the right mm-hmm. thing? Because I think I, I will say this: I, I, I have been in a very similar situation to you, um, sort of figuring out that this thing that I was told I was supposed to want, maybe I maybe it's not right, and yeah. uh, having to kind of do that that one eighty. And um, it's it's tough. I mean, I will say it's tough, and I will say it's even tougher when you don't have the kind of background in history and you are sort of expected to come in and do a thing that maybe you're not good at. Like I, you mentioned that, you know, you, you weren't good, you know, originally like in your, you know, in your twenties, getting in there and, and uh, you know, sitting at a desk and, Mm -hmm. but but you, you managed to do it for 10, 15 years and uh, you know, you got there. So what, what do you recommend to the folks who are sort of at that stage?
1: So, If I think about the way that I've managed to get to where I am and sort of the systems I've put in place with myself, so going back to sort of neurodivergence as a general topic, understanding how your brain works Mm -hmm. and adapting to it rather than using it as an excuse for why you can't get your shit done. Ooh, (laughs) I love that. super important. Um, And so a lot of what I'm known for at Athena Health, and I was known for this at at my previous roles too, is I develop systems and templates for things. Because information flies out of my brain. And I don't want to have to remember how to put together a project brief or a usability test plan. Like I have a template. It's almost like a questionnaire. You fill out the thing. Right. And so I can focus my energy on, okay, why are we doing this? Mm -hmm. Right. What are the, what are the conversations we need to have? What do we know? What do we still not know? And then I can actually work with you. So what I realized was find a way to systematize what you can systematize, you know, and use that to help you figure out what to do next. Um, I I think everyone kind of has to pay their dues, um, but it's okay if certain gigs just aren't for you. Yeah. Um, it really is. Like I noticed very early on, Um, that ad agencies, I want not a damn thing to do with them. Right. Like, it's just not, it's not my brain. It's not how I operate. Um, and no, um, I built websites for years. I did content management for years. I think, and this is a, an even different point. Now I'm changing the subject, but like, that's another thing is like, listen to yourself when you get bored.
0: Yeah. Try it, and try something new. It may yeah. not, it may, I think a lot of, I do run into a lot of folks who are like, maybe I hate UX. And I'm like, maybe you
1: just hate your job. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. And so that's the thing is like, it, and so that's sort of the thing. It's like, it's, it's really about like turning the lens inward without yeah. sort of falling into yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so there are certain signals you can watch out for like, Oh my God, this is incredibly boring. Right. Mm -hmm. I am so sick. Like I, I, I used to joke that every success I've had in my life and career has directly been preceded by the words, fuck it. Because basically I would just get bored with what I was doing and try something new that was sort of tangential.
0: And that that can turn you into an amazing generalist. That's Exactly. And and that is a very valuable, I don't want to say a skill, it's maybe a set of skills brought on by a particular talent, but that can Mm be. But as we know, generalists not welcome everywhere, not useful everywhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And I think what ends up happening is like, when I think about some of the, Like when I think about some of the designers, like bringing this back to Athena and some of the great designers that I work with, we always talk about T-shaped people or comb-shaped people or finding people who have a broad range of expertise expertise, but are really strong in this one thing. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, That's a a T-shape. That's a T-shape where you have a bit of knowledge, kind of like a little shallow ability. You know, I'm pretty good at this, I'm pretty good at that, but like, wow, I'm great at this one thing and that's where you go deep. Okay. Exactly.
1: And so, you know, we talk a lot about that, but then we also put designers who are in that mode in situations where they have to do all of it. Yeah. And hope they do well. Right. Now, mind you, we get to hire some incredible designers who do that and we have a design operations team that's like my favorite reason I joined the company that like takes care of the things like recruiting for user studies and like has frameworks that we can use that make research really easy. And they even do have a whole sort of, a whole group of people that does discovery research when teams around the business need help, right? And so all of that is super useful and super beneficial. There are so many different places you could go in your career. And so when folks are trying to find, I find, at least for me, the advice to find your passion is nonsense. (laughs) Go on. Because I have too many passions. I Ah. can't turn all of them into a business. And why would you want
0: to ruin them all by having to do them every day for money? Exactly. Some some things should just be for fun.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And so the things that I look at when I'm looking at a place to work, I have to do work that is meaningful. Mm -hmm. Um, I have to be working on big, interesting problems because otherwise my brain just shuts down. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want to be working with people who aren't assholes and if someone's being an asshole, I want to be able to tell them that and have them listen. Yeah. Um I get all that at Athena. Right? And when what I have found is that when you're really young, it's so tempting to do the startup thing and be the one designer at a startup and like have to do it all, and I think that can be totally a thing. Um it could also drive you really crazy and make you very limited in what you can bring to the table through the rest of your career.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. Um, you, you learn right? different things. I will say exactly. that making that change from startup. Cause I, I did startups. I've done bigger companies making that change from startup to big company. You have to unlearn and relearn a few things because they just yeah. kind of work differently. And, uh,
1: some and learning not go, to yeah. judge that. Yeah. Right? Like learning yeah. not to judge that. I mean, the number of times we've hired someone from a startup or a consultancy, mm-hmm. and they walk in, and the first thing they say is, Why aren't we doing X or why aren't we doing it this way? Uh huh. Like, honey, have a couple conversations before you come in and read us. Like, Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, right. and yet sometimes they can have superpowers of like actually kind of cutting through and getting, cutting through the nonsense and getting to the thing and being like, why don't we just do this? And you're like, yeah, you know what? Why don't we just do this? It's, exactly. it's so, it's so hard. Sometimes those things are incredibly valuable. And sometimes I a hundred percent agree with you. It's like, yeah,
1: meet, meet some folks. Maybe, maybe
0: understand yeah. that everything here is wildly more complicated than anything you've ever seen.
1: Exactly. And that's the thing, is that like, you know, the stuff that's really intriguing my brain right now is the fact that everything I work on is enhancing something that exists today. Right. I feel like you never I feel like you don't get that as much in some of the other roles, like an agency or a startup. You're always making a new thing. Yes. And so there are a lot of tools that are, you know, really great for making a new thing Mm -hmm. do not function in the enterprise. Right. And that doesn't mean that we aren't on Figma, because we absolutely are. It doesn't mean we don't have a design system, because we absolutely do. But the beauty of the craft that you get at a place like this or any enterprise company is you get to think about how this new thing fits in with all of these other old things. Yeah, And you get to see how multiple people interact with the system across a massive and complex journey. And like, there is literally nothing like that.
0: That's, that's why I call the kind of job you have the, the noticing things role, Mm -hmm. because literally it is about being able to load that whole system into your brain and kind of rotate it around Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just, and kind of go, oh, if we make this proposed change over here, this like understand enough about the details to say, ooh, you're proposing that we do this. Do you know that this is going to affect these five other systems over here? And that is so important. And it is weirdly so missing at a lot yes. of very large organizations uh, and super important. I mean, for everything from like thinking about, Hey, you know, if you send that email, we're already sending 15 different emails, you know, how's this going to fit in and change the user experience? And maybe we should uh, consolidate that, you know, as opposed to thinking about that real deep, I'm just thinking about what the right email to send, like, what is the right messaging? And you need those people too, right? Like you obviously need the person who's focused on, what is the right messaging? What is the right email? What should it say? How often should it go out? And then you need the person to kind of go, Okay, but also.
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And that's the and, and that is like why I'm so quick to say there are some amazing managers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There are some like I love my manager. I have like a weird relationship with him. Like everyone everyone like I don't even know like because we're telling each other off all the time. Um but we have an amazing relationship because he he lets me be me but then lets me know where I'm going to get myself in trouble or where I'm straying off the path, right? And I need that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A good manager is the most important thing a person can have in their career. And going back to, you know, those early 20s professionals, learning what you need from a manager and asking for that is an incredible skill for you to develop early. Yeah, And when I say that, I don't mean I'm going to need to take Fridays off because I've got soul cycle and like any of this other stuff. I mean like where I'm looking to go Mm -hmm. is this, this, and this, these are the kind of skills I'm looking to build. Do you know anyone who can, who can help me get there? Or how can we build um, something into the work that I'm doing that will help me achieve those skills, Mm -hmm. knowing what you, where you want to go out of life, even if it's, you know, like me, just sort of a vague inspiration, right? Like, like recipes or mild suggestions. Like, even if it's like an incredibly vague, hazy picture of like, hey, I think I'd like to try that thing now.
0: Well, you know what you don't want to do. Which is very important in figuring out what you do want to do.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And like being, being willing to just like change things, Mm -hmm. right? Paying attention to when you're bored. Yeah and doing something about it that is not career limiting and that is not going to ultimately like <laughs> we're, get we're in the, trouble
0: you know everything we do i think is career limiting right like there's you
1: know we're we're limiting
0: the career to the thing that we should be doing and that's that's okay that's that's right i mean we i think yeah. there's some we need to do some acceptance around maybe when we say it's it's career limiting we just mean we're not going to be doing the thing that you know we thought we were supposed to do we're going to be doing the thing that We actually should do. You
1: know? Yeah. Well, I also feel like I also feel like it's more about career focusing than it is career limiting. Love that. And focusing on the things that you are unique, like that you are really good at, and developing systems for the things you need to do, but you're naturally bad at. Yeah. What's, right. Like what,
0: that's the what's. Balance. What's the hardest thing, do you think, about getting hired? at like if you if you're if you all of a sudden had to leave your your current job for whatever reason. Um, mm. You had to go get this job someplace else. What's the hardest thing about getting hired or finding this job someplace else? Like this type of job? Yeah.
1: I think part of the, I mean, there's a few things. I think job titles are a big problem, especially when you go up the ranks. Yeah. Um, So in terms of cohort, I am a director, Mm -hmm. but I'm a UX architect. Mm Um. In terms of, like, if I go out and I look for other UX arch- architect positions, um, at my old company, a UX architect was a consultant who traveled to client sites and helped build the platform.
0: Oh. That's right? That's a totally different job for the same title.
1: Yeah. They were almost like a business analyst, right? Got it. Um lots of people are starting to throw this sort of UX architect into a job description. And really what they mean is like maybe senior product designer and you're still doing scrum work. Right. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, I think finding the right fit, um, especially as a senior designer is as a very senior designer, I should say is really challenging. I think also, and this I think is an industry wide Thing that I am hopeful that we're starting to get over, um, the glorification of management and the, um, deglorification. I don't I don't know the right word there, but like thinking of becoming an individual contributor uh-huh. as a downgrade or a demotion
0: as less than that I as see less than is, yeah.
1: because you're yeah. not managing. Right. Um, that to me is one of the challenge that the challenging things, like when I, when I see sort of director of UX roles, they're almost always either management mm-hmm. or they're one person at a startup and we're inflating your title. So you don't mind working 20 hour days right? And they're looking for someone with three years experience to be a director.
0: And and you're doing
1: absolutely everything. And you're doing absolutely everything, right? That's not where I thrive. Where I thrive is like, tell me what we should be doing when we grow up. Right? Um, So, finding the right balance there. Mm -hmm. I think if I did ultimately have to look for um, a job, I would probably be looking at a research firm or a like innovation agency because that's mm-hmm. much more my current wheelhouse, um, and much less in like a true, true—I put in air quotes—product design role. Um, but I also have no intention of leaving Athena. So it makes perfect sense to me. How dare you? How dare I? How dare, How dare I? Dare that up?
0: I was like to—I was like to throw in a little, but like, but what? But what if? Yeah. That's true. <laughs> All right. Angle well, that carrot. Yeah, I mean, and there's a lot of people I think out there who might be looking at that, like your job sounds pretty cool. And uh, it is funny, pretty cool, yeah. And the funny thing is that I think a lot of the things that you have said apply not just to UX, but apply mm-hmm. to engineering, apply to yeah. product management, apply to marketing. Uh, you know, all of these have this very similar sort of question about do I manage? Do I want to do detailed work? Do I want to do the, the bigger strategy stuff? Is it can't, can I, is the plate, is the place set up to, to manage that? Yeah. Um, and I would love to get into all of that, but that is all the time that we have for today. So I want to, uh, yeah. I, I want to thank you so much, Danny, for, for joining me. Um, and I want to thank everybody who's listening. Um, and I want to wish everybody the best of luck with your own search, whether it's for a, a new job or a new employee. Um, and if you are, looking for a new job i hear athena health is hiring uh for a whole bunch of different stuff so maybe check that out but uh good luck everybody i am rooting for
1: you thank y'all